Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Chris Schiffler. Dave? Johnny... Nice. Thank you. Wow. I don't know, Monday morning, too. I know. Hey, you remember the first time you shaved? Uh, it was last Tuesday. If you look at my visage, can oh, you not see? Yeah. No, I can't. I, yeah, I didn't yeah, want to say anything. Yeah. You were looking a little scruffy that's fair. right now. That's fair. And that's exactly where Manscaped comes in. Dave, you see where I was going? I did. Well, I, now I do because you're there. Follow me. Manscaped has just launched their fourth generation, John. Golly. People, one through three. People were crazy about this one, fourth generation. They're four for four. They're four for four. It's their fourth generation performance package. And I have to tell you, I've never felt more alive. Yeah. Me and POD. That's a bit much, but yeah. yeah. Look, inside this package, Dave, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0. Okay. They were knocking it out of the park with the 3.0. Yeah. And they they said, no. No. We can do better. 4.0. But one better. One better. Yeah. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose. Excuse me. You get emotional. I'm getting emotional. Yeah. Weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. Yep. The crop preserver deodorant, which I'm wearing right now. Right now. Crop reviver toner. Yep. Performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Look at that. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000, John. Man. Seven. Th- they could have stopped at six, but no, they said no. no. A thousand more. No RPM motor. A new multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. They could and have stopped with one no, function, no, but they no. said no. Multi. They could have stopped with just not having a lock, but they said you need to be safe <laughs> as you get out there. That's right. And it gives you the ability to turn the four thousand K. Now they could have stopped at three thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> this, this is what, man. This is what they do, guys. But they said Manscaped, no. They keep going in case you need to shave when the power is out. That's what that four thousand K mm-hmm. LED spotlight is. We've working. all been there. Super handy. Now this looks like the exact thing I need on my upcoming tour, which tickets are available at JohnMcDowell.com. I mean, how do I possibly go on stage without Manscaped? Listen, those are my thoughts exactly. Yeah. Manscaped even threw in how many free gifts do you think? Uh, one? Don't say one. One would it's, no, it's one two. would be generous. It's two. two is too generous. This is what they do. Two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another, another level, level and another show. That's hey, look at you. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DADVILLE at manscaped.com. 20% off, folks. And free They could shipping. have stopped at no. 19. <laughs> Don't do it. With the code DADVILLE at manscaped.com. Your boys have been through enough this past That's year. That's right. Okay? Treat them with the best tools for the job. Manscaped. You guys don't look like dads. Uh, Go on. A lot of work done. You don't yeah. look old enough to be dads. I'm a dad, <laughs> as evidenced by all this gray in my beard. Um, yes, yeah. you look you look amazing. I think yeah. you, you look wiser. Oh wow! There you, yeah, I've got a lot see, of learned wisdom. See, yes, come on. Man. But see, here's <laughs> the thing that I love about your look because you got you got a little bit of the gray there, which looks great. I personally feel like whenever I would see those like touch of gray commercials or whatever, where like they yeah. would cover up the gray i'm like i like the way the guy looked before he put the thing in i think it looks cool yeah. combined I've, with the tats 
Shane, I'm totally with you, and like I, like I really liked it when all of a sudden, like you saw Jimmy Page with just completely gray hair. <laughs> yeah, like he just went from like the Jimmy Page of old. I think he was kind of dying it there for a while, yeah, and then right. just and went like, like, I'm just I'm going with this. gray. I'm it done looks with great. It's, just, it's like uh, Gandalf or whatever. You yeah, know yeah. What yeah there's, a cool. whiz, there's a legitimacy <laughs> yeah. that comes with it. I'm in like I'm in my my transition to wizardry right now, as you can see. <laughs> I'm not I'm not full wizard, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. Transition yeah. to wizardry yeah, sounds like right. the song that we all wanted Led Zeppelin <laughs> to put out, and they just never did. I know. Well, there you go. That's the first song title for my new supergroup. <laughs> there it is. Just transition to unnamed wizardry. members. Every every yet. Rush fan in the world would just come to that without needing to know anything else. They would 100%. just hundred percent. Yeah, they'd be like, <laughs> "This sure. sounds like exactly our demo." Okay, so Chris, we are thrilled. To have you on thank Dude, you thank you for doing this thank you a oh, million yeah, times a million so one of the things we always do when we start the uh the pod is we what we call the brag sheet which uh, -oh. uh you know just kind of kicks up kicks it off let everybody know the amazing things about you oh, that boy. they may and may not am know i about, am i about to get all like embarrassed here no no no. you are about to well I, that's one of the questions pride. so yeah you yeah, react we'll get, we'll get however you react yeah you okay. you be you be yourself okay so uh this is this is a lot. Okay, uh, member of the Foo Fighters, which we could just in there. There's a million things else, but that's a Check. strong. You're coming in hot Check. there. Uh, appeared on <laughs> eight albums with them, four solo albums, which this is cool. I love this stuff. Uh, Chris Shiflett and the Dead Peasants. <laughs> All of these names are amazing. All hat and no cattle. I mean, West Coast Town Hard Lessons. These are all like, these are the band. This is the, the albums that they should be called, these things. Was a member of Me First and Gimme Gimme's from 95 to 2019. Recorded 11 albums with them. Honored with a signature. This is so cool. I don't know that we've, have we had anybody else has a signature guitar on this podcast, John? Mm. I don't know that we have. See, that's a big one. Uh, Fender Telly Deluxe. It was based on his own 72 Telly. Yep. At 14, see, this is where, see, I'm wearing my Arsenal kit. At 14, he, he had to decide to pursue either soccer or music. Okay, I'm gonna, music. I'm, now I have to stop you there because this, stop, is, stop. this is this is, this is actually, this is just a nasty internet rumor that has dogged oh. me forever. Okay, go. Um, go. And anybody that's ever played soccer with me in, like, pickup games or adult leagues uh, around town would laugh in your face <laughs> at the idea that there was ever a moment that I was going to become a professional soccer player. But, you know, it, 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 out of all the, like, internet rumors to have, I, I actually kind of enjoy that. That's, that's a great one to have. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, but you know what's great about that, Chris, is you get to control that narrative. You're like, some totally. days I'm going to let that fly. Other and and the funny like, thing is, I think that is true of a couple other people. I think... Um, I, I heard that. Maybe it's not true, but I heard that with Steve Harris from Iron Maiden. I heard that, oh, wow. that, that he did have to make that choice. And oddly enough, another bass player, I heard that that that, that was the case with um, uh, uh, the bass player, Def Leppard. Yeah. Oh, wow. I well, know Sting I mean, technically, was a big it's true. football guy. You know, like it, I had to make a decision <laughs> to go with basketball or music. Yeah. yeah. I went with music. Part of that decision was informed by the fact that I suck at basketball, but but it yeah. was a decision I had to make. Yeah. Although yeah. no professional teams tried to recruit me at an early age, I opted <laughs> you, to drink you beer with my friends on the beach like, <laughs> instead of the more disciplined uh, yes. life of a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> oh, I like I like twisting it that way. Um, dude, this is amazing. Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2021. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. I mean. I love this too, by the way, hosts the Walk in the Floor podcast, mm -hmm. which is awesome. And finally, and most importantly, he's a diehard Arsenal fan, which yes. let's go Gunners. Which I just yes. want to say, when I, when I saw that, 
as we were prepping, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to, I'm going to try to get like three questions in. Because part of me was yeah. like, I don't even know if I need to show up. Dave is yeah. going to take over this conversation. Yeah. This is yeah, great. This is yeah, a, we can t we can totally talk Arsenal all but, day long. You know the thing that the thing that um, John has had to watch, which is always a tricky thing about being a dad, is like you really do just indoctrinate your kids. It's oh, just yeah. kind of like this is what's going to happen in this family. Well, you know that and, that's actually really that's one of the great joys because everybody always asks me like, why did you pick Arsenal and all that sort of thing? Because for a lot of people, especially you know English football fans yeah. you know it's something that is passed down oftentimes through people's family like you know yeah, yeah, I, right, I support right. this team right. because my dad right. did my grandpa did my grandpa or whatever you know right what I mean? right and i don't have that story you know because when i was a kid nobody where i, I grew up in california nobody knew f all about you know the right soccer peer professionals and nobody knew anything about even like the yeah. leagues in mexico or anywhere you know what i mean right. much less like the the going on in the uk but um so i just honestly just picked arsenal you know at a certain point just got just out of you know i just when i first got turned on to the fact that there even was this thing and there was right. this culture i just picked arsenal for no reason but i have raised my children to be <laughs> arsenal fans even though like they don't really follow it now you know what yeah. i mean i mean my my older son who's who's just, he just went off to college he's he does kind of pay attention to it, um, and my younger, but it, all of them have had to wear Arsenal kits their whole lives. <laughs> they're, you know what I mean? Like they're just like, I even like I went to an Arsenal fundraiser, one uh, training session with Santi Cazorla oh, a few gosh. years ago. Took my kids to it, had them train, so they will have that memory yeah, and that do. and 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 that thing of like always seeing their dad sitting on the yeah. couch when they wake yeah. up on a Saturday morning yeah, watch the right. game or whatever, you know what I mean? That's right. And so it will be that for them. And right, it will right, be that right. for their for their for their kids, you know what I mean? And so I, I think that's kinda cool. Like we're starting that family tradition. Oh yeah, man. Now. And, and it, we I've got two little guys and they're both like I mean, especially my oldest who's ten, he is like he knows like and I feel like I know a lot and he's like, No dad, that's you're getting it wrong. And I'm like And he <laughs> you know, he's that age where he hasn't there's not enough folds in his brain yet, so he'll know no, he scored. That was a game two years ago against Brighton, where he had the corner, and then right. the, and I'm like, oh yeah, I yeah. forgot. You, there's just not much up there yet, so you you remember all these things. You know what I mean? it's <laughs> like, totally, there's, yeah. there's yeah. no more. Totally, you'll lose that when you're about like 32, <laughs> son. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, it all goes away. Yeah, it all goes. Away. So so here's the question we always love to ask after the brag sheet. Hearing that, like hearing the things you've been able to do in your life and these massive accomplishments and just the life you've led. Do you, how do you feel hearing that? Like, what would 15 year old Chris say if, like, we time warped back to him, you know, on the beaches of California? And I said, let me tell you what's going to happen. Would it be like, yeah, here we go? Well, you know, it's a funny thing because, you know, when you're 15 year old, you know, when you're 15 year old and you're dreaming about, about, you know, being a whatever, professional musician or whatever, I, I think the sort of the reality of the life that it becomes. Uh, is so different from, you know, when I was a kid, I just thought it was like a Motley Crue video was what it would be. Um, and, and you can have that experience too, you know what I mean? That's certainly like like part of it when you're maybe a little younger. But like, you know, um, by the time I, I think I was almost like lucky in that by the time I even joined the Foo Fighters, I played around in bands forever. And, you know, at a certain point, was joined a band called No Use for a Name and, and, and started making records and going on tour and, and doing that whole thing. Um, but by the time I got in the Foo Fighters, I was like almost 30. I wasn't really a kid anymore. Yeah, right, um, right. And, uh, and, and it was just a few years later that I got married and, and had kids and stuff. So, uh, 
you know, that was the reality for me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I was like, didn't have a wild time when I was, yeah, I did, you know, I did all that stuff, but it wasn't like Lamborghinis and <laughs> champagne or whatever you expect it to be when you're watching, you right. know, like Panama on MTV <laughs> when you're a little kid, you know right. what I mean? The it's two song like, references <laughs> are amazing, yeah. by the way. That's really great goalposts. You know, between yeah, yeah. like Motley Crue and Panama, yeah. you got a pretty good yeah. idea. Well, that's pretty it. much, yeah, that's pretty much, the, you know, 1984 for me. You know? Yes. Well, you know, so this this segues perfectly because this is, this is like mind-numbing because you guys, the show last night, right? Like this crazy, I, I pulled up the set list for the, for the tribute show. I mean, this, this is maybe, I mean. We should put a link to it, it in is, our show notes because it's impressive. I, I don't know that I could have made this up if you told me I got to. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is insanity, this list. Like, it's everybody who's ever played, like, in a rock and roll band that is amazing and all of the best songs of all time. I mean, I, I almost don't even want to start reading it because you can't stop, not to mention that there are 53 songs performed. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, How I, long I, was that night? It, I think last night was, like, something like six hours or something. Um, yeah, it was, it was a long one. I mean, that wasn't six hours of us being up there the whole time, but there was right, a bunch, right, of, right, bunch right, of people right, cycling right. through. And, yeah, it was it was absolutely amazing, and the lineup was amazing, as was Wembley, and, and just the whole thing was, was wild. I, you know, to be, to be honest, like, um, it's not even something I want to talk about that much because it just generates so much out-of-context clickbait. Oh, Every yeah, time yeah. I do that, it's mm. it's uh, it's a touchy subject. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. It's like yeah. everything you say about anything gets like yep. parsed yeah, totally. and, and um, intentionally misunderstood and reprinted yep. with a headline that doesn't match right. what you actually said, and right. and um, and that can be really frustrating. But I would just, I would just, all I would say about the whole thing, amazing, just amazing night. Uh, like, you are know? you having moments Wonderful. where you're you're looking? across stage backstage and like i mean i would think my 13 year old self would just be slowly exploding <laughs> just like well, and I, I wanted to ask you like you know you you i would imagine you had several several of those moments yeah. just in the, sh the six hour show last night but throughout your career you have had in i, mean, I remember watching your guys documentary which is amazing and you you have had countless 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 moments where you got to just be like this is insane right now that, that we're we're hanging we're playing with this person we're playing oh, with this yeah. person how does you're on moment like 1500 how does moment 1500 compare to moment i one? mean you kind of just can't believe that you, you, when you look back it's like when you're when you're doing when you're out there and you're and you're touring and you're playing shows and you're interacting with people like you know at festivals and things or award shows or whatever like these all these people that that you grew up listening to or just you know current bands yeah. that you know like we've been a band for a really long time so we've like you know every few years there's different musical trends and different bands come up and and fade away and all that stuff and so we've we've gotten to like see all these trends and all these bands and stuff you know um that we've shared stages with over the years all over the world and it's and it's it's wild, man. It's like you just can't even keep track of it um, as it's all going along. And then and then you do have moments like, you know, the a couple of years ago when it was the 25th anniversary of the band and, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and stuff like that. And certainly this year where you do take stock and, and you look back and you just can't believe it, you know? You just, like, do you, do you, do you think, I mean, the, one of the things I love about you too is that how much you love music. Like, that's, that's something that I, I love. I love when people who are who have and are having a lot of success as 
artists and as bands also just really love music like it is my favorite thing in the world like when fans are in bands you know what well, I mean? it's, like, it's one of the wonderful things about uh, you know uh that we get to do and and from time to time over the years we've 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 done these kind of um done these kind of shows i mean obviously last night it's just a, a very specific thing right, no, we've right, never done right. anything like that um but these moments where you sit down and you and you and you learn you know you grow up with all these songs and maybe you kind of strum along with them here and there, but like you never sat down and really worked out the parts right. and really dug right. into like the craft of the whole right. thing and all and right. really like had to think about it um, and uh, and and work out all the details and I mean yeah it's like a master class in in how yeah. other people write songs and 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 make records when you when you dig into the like that Def Leppard stuff off Pyromania you know that Mutt Lang production it's just Mutt-Lang. wild man. It's so unbelievably orchestrated and arranged yeah. and put together, and yeah, no, no, no misplaced anything. Yeah, and it's and it's challenging because you want to you want to get those details right to do you know to you you want to you know it, and it's and it's hard because like it, there's a lot of stuff that never repeats and things you right, know what right, I mean? it's, right. it's sort of it's not just mm-hmm. your usual like verse chorus verse chorus yeah, yeah, middle yeah, section yeah, yeah. chorus out kind of thing right. you know yeah. yeah. Dave. Oh, that was good. Um, what was your favorite book growing up? Mm. Well, there are two that really stick out to okay. me. Okay. Uh, the first one is How to Train Goldfish Using Dolphin Techniques by C. Scott, C. Scott Johnson, Johnson obviously. Wait, go and I'm going to see if you know right. what the, sec- the second one is Anybody, Anybody Can Be Cool But Awesome Takes Practice by Lorraine Peterson. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not sure what to say about that. But anyways, we have to tell people about Wolfbane, Wolfbane books. books. I yes. knew. Yep. I knew. I couldn't agree more, Dave. Yep. You see, Wolfbane books are some of the most beautifully illustrated books out there. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. They are illustrated by Aidan Peterson, son of Andrew Peterson. Advil guest, Advil guest. That's right. And Stephen Cross. I'm still thinking about you training goldfish, just to be honest. I, I'm having, my brain's you a little can, bit of a loop. You got to see it. It's yeah, a sight. <laughs> it's a sight. Anyway, you're totally right about Wolfbane books. They're incredible. Plus, it's never too soon to start thinking about Christmas never. gifts, okay? Dad's out there. I'm being serious. Lean into this. You're, it's going to mm-hmm. sneak up on you. Wolfbane's The Story of God, Our King, traces the kingship of God, the royal nature of his people, and God's great victory over the inner enemy from Genesis to what? Revelation. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Now, look, I need to make one thing mm-hmm. clear. This isn't a no. Christmas book. No, no, no. All right? I repeat. Nope. This is not a Christmas book. Yep. I would work with any gift-related holiday. You would right? work with it. And this book would as well. <laughs> That's Well, you have Christmas shows, John. I do. <laughs> See how this works, guys? Man. There's never. That's good to know for people, okay? Also, their most ambitious project is their Story of God series. The Story of God with Us was their debut release last year. It follows God's relentless pursuit to be with his people from creation all the way to new creation. But Dave, how do we get these books? Because I need to knock out some to-dos off my shopping list. Yeah, I feel that. It couldn't be easier, okay? Let me tell you. Okay, tell me. And I'll act totally surprised when I unwrap them. I'm just giving you a warn-up. <laughs> uh, I don't care. I'll do, what, John? You shouldn't have. Just head to wolfbanebooks.com. That's W-O-L-F-B-A-N-E books.com. And use the code DADVILLE for 20% off. Plus, there's an exclusive pre-sale no. just for DADVILLE no, listeners. People, no. remember, head to wolfbanebooks.com and use the code DADVILLE for 20% off. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a risk and ask maybe a, a dumb because it's too impossible of a question, but we're all musicians here. I've I've listened to Foo Fighters it feels like my whole life. And I love I feel like Foo Fighters is probably like 
the hardest music that I listen to, right? It's the music that I'm like, I, I will have, I'll go on a run, I'll be listening to like Chopin. I'm a classical piano player. So I'll be listening to Chopin. And then like next on my playlist is Foo Fighters. And sometimes I'll think like if my mom could jump into my earbuds right now, she'd be like, this is too loud, you know. But there's such a musicality yeah. to your music. And I'm wondering, again, this, may, this is where the question may be dumb because it's just too much for you to just parse down in one moment. But is, uh, is there a moment or two in your live shows where you're like, you know what, this is the moment musically that I love the most. It's like the bridge of this one song or whatever. I thought you, know you were going to say, is there a moment in your live shows where I'm like, this is too loud. <laughs> I literally thought you were going to say Because that moment happens pretty much every night. Um, and it's usually my guitar that's too loud. <laughs> that's right. That's I know exactly I'm annoying right. my bandmates. I should really yeah, dial yeah, this right. back a little that's bit. Right. That's right. Um, yeah. Now, um, there are definitely moments um, in the set that, that certain songs, you know, that just light it up every night you know yeah um and um yeah i mean I, and it's i always answer the same way with that it's, it's usually it's like all my life always does a certain thing to the yeah. crowd it's yeah just, it's just it's the minute yeah. people hear that dunk, 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 you know what i mean it just gets everybody ready and then it explodes so good man so um, good and and everlong you know it's like yeah we, we generally close the set with that and yeah and, it, and and that one that one gets me every time and and with everlong you know that's like that that's from the second record. I was I was a fan of the Foo Fighters, and so I sort of that one hits me a little different, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you find you know I was going to ask when you talk about your heroes. I mean, is it something like have you really realized that that is how people feel about you? Like like do you ever do sit and sort of realize sit still up and go like God, there's some kid who's now you know in his twenties who's like grew up maybe in his thirties like grew up listening to me play guitar and the thought of him sitting down and never getting to meet me or jam with me would be like the greatest thing ever. I mean, as you talk about your heroes, I mean, that's, that's what you are to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, is that's, that something that's that sweet, but I, th I think it's something like you can't even really like, yeah. consider. And I'm, I'm much more comfortable uh, with the dynamic of being home with my kids telling, you know, like going like, why did you do that? Like you blew that one song. You know what I mean? Like that. It's like the, your family keeps you kind of keeps your feet on the ground with the, with that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so what what do the kids think of the um, band? Are they into the they, band? They yes. I mean, they've grown up around it. So, you know, I, I you know, mm -hmm. they know it you know, backwards and forwards. And um and I think they're all different. Like they all my kids now like, you know, my oldest is in college and and then I still have two in in high school and they've all gone through like a lot of different like um musical yeah, their, their yeah. musical tastes have gone kind of gone all over the place. Right. Um but still, uh, they, if, you know, if they're not, if they're not necessarily listening to like rock music or our band or something all the time, but like they know it and, and they kind of come back to it. Like my youngest is kind of going through that now or, you know, he's sort of found his way back to playing guitar a, a, a little more, you know what I mean? He's like listening to like Jawbreaker records and stuff. And like, you know, he, he made some comment about one of our songs last night that I could tell like, oh, he's been listening to that, you know, things like oh, that's that. So cool. yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. He's giving you just a yeah. little bit. Yeah, just a yeah, yeah, bit. yeah. So what was the relationship? I'm curious because I've, I've got two girls who are seven and 10, almost 10. And, you know, I play piano. We got a piano in the house it's probably time for them to start taking some lessons. They definitely are taking lessons, but I have taken the stance. Like I will not be their yeah. teacher. 
I'm not going to teach Probably a good idea. What was your stance okay, on that? Okay, so um, let me just start by saying I kind of blew it with my own kids with the whole musical <laughs> lessons thing. I, I tried to do what I thought, like, in hindsight, maybe I wish I had done, which was start everybody on piano. You know, not a bad idea. Yeah. Start everybody yeah. on piano. With my oldest, I was definitely way too, like, involved. You know what I mean? And I, and, and, and I, yeah. I realized yeah. that sort of after the fact. And I made it not fun, you know? And, and, and that's the thing. I think, I don't know how exactly you keep music fun for your kids, because learning yeah. music is kind of hard. And it's like, I was just having this conversation with, with one of my sons and his friends this morning. Like, the fun part is not the sitting there taking lessons and the memorization of things the fun part is when you're making noise with your friends in a garage somewhere or playing a keg party or whatever and 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 that thing that's the fun part and and you guys got to get to that you know where you're, yeah. just, you're yeah. doing that but you do have to take a few lessons to get there and 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 so that's the thing is like i don't know man like i i made them all take piano lessons and they could all do it and they all learn and they would do their recitals and and then they all we switched them to guitar at a certain point and um over the years, I tried to be more and more hands off. And then I almost felt like I was too hands off. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Just like, I, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, all you really want is your kids to be into something, anything, just have like interests. Um, mm. And I, I sort of internally battle with that. Like, you know, I don't, well, it doesn't matter if they play music, you know what I mean? Ultimately, yeah, but, right. but I would like to have that with them too and i don't necessarily mean like to push them into being professional musicians or anything like that but it would be fun to just sit around strum guitars or yeah or whatever so you know i kind of never got that balance quite right and at a certain point i really just um backed away because it's it was at least where we live and the environment that my kids are around it's not like when i was a kid like everybody had a high school band or junior high band or whatever when i was growing up and there was a lot that was just like a big part of the sort of the social fabric of Mm. the you know, youth culture, whatever. And, right, right. And at the right. time that I grew up, yeah. you know, and it doesn't appear that there's much of that now. Like my kids yeah. never, nobody ever organizes a gig and has a band and plays their friends' parties and does all that stuff the way that we did growing up. So I just don't. Right. I don't know. I think there's nothing. There's n- nothing to pull them to it. Everybody's inside playing Logic. Yeah, there's nothing they're shooting. <laughs> yeah, for. you know what I mean. Like it's like people do yeah. it and in the school band. Or they do it at like, you know, the rock school at the mall or something mm-hmm. like that. And like, I think like my generation turned rock and roll into baseball in a weird, <laughs> like in a way that I don't know. That is a profound I don't statement. think is going to have great, like, um, I, that's, it won't be a good outcome for rock and roll. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. we're all a little too involved yeah. in putting like our, you know, the, the Ramones onesie on our kids and pushing them into that thing. And you know what I mean? And it's like, if I could give young parents any advice, like just don't Ramones do that. Man. If it, you want, yeah. If you want your kids to play music, tell them they cannot touch your fucking guitar. That's right. And, and then, then and then leave it you know there and so then funny? leave and then they'll probably pick it up immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? My daughter literally slept in Ramones uh, pajamas. Nice. Of course. We all you know, do it's, it. it. We're all it's guilty. a thing too where I feel like everybody's playing Pro Tools and Logic now as an instrument. And so it's like <laughs> right. nobody's yeah. learning guitar. They're learning like quick keys and loops and triggers and Well, you know, why and so would they play guitar though? It's like, you know, yeah. like my kids at a certain point, um, and I don't mean this like a negative thing at all, because whatever, it's cool. Like um but they all start started listening to music that was not guitar based drums driven. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And yep. so there's no, you know, I don't know. Like I, I play guitar because when I was a kid, my heroes were Ace Frehley and Randy Rhodes. You know, yeah. I mean? and that's yep. what what drew me to it. They were these yep. larger than life, right? Superstar, you know, yeah, guitar gods. Yeah, and and that's just what was around at that time and now it's it's something else you know so so growing up where was your family like in on that was like was the vibe of your house kind of like you know you start playing guitar and they're like you got this like go get it or was it like oh boy we're worried or <laughs> no it's supportive? funny you know like my my brothers i was really lucky i had older brothers that both played um, and oh, wow. still play you know and, oh, are, wow. and are amazing um and we're really just very music centric you know but um and so I picked up a lot just by being in their presence, you know, and just yeah. and just being and just like mm. you know having their access to their record collections and all that sort right. of thing. Um, but you know, my, I and my mom was always you know more or less supportive. I mean, supportive in the sense that she drove me to my guitar lessons. You know what I mean? But I don't think she was like. I think it's a great idea that you drop out of high school <laughs> and and seem to only want to go, you know, around with your friends making a racket. You know what I mean? No, like, I'm not going to pretend. Like, right. But it was, but it was, you know, like, it was a different time. Like, yeah. Like I said, my mom, you know, my mom's generation parented very differently. They was yeah. not the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of. They just weren't as, like, at a certain point, they just, you know, that generation of parents just, like, it was the, it was like, get out of the house and don't come back till it's till right. the sun yeah, goes down. Right. You know, it wasn't right. like, lights. we're going to be involved in every little f-ing thing that you do and come, Oh, your band's playing <laughs> yippee skipper doodle. You know what I mean? Like it just was not that, that vibe. <laughs> and I say that with love. Cause my so, mom was a great mom. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of yippee so what skipper was, doodle. <laughs> That's the name of my new punk yippee band. Skipper yeah. doodle. What, what did your, what, so what was the house set up? It was you and you had two yep. brothers. I had two brothers. I also had a stepbrother who um, came into the okay. picture, uh, you know, when I was pretty young. And he, and my stepbrother, it's funny, because we were like a rock house, you know what I mean? Like, my brothers, like, we listened to rock music, cla- like, all the in the 70s and early 80s. There was no Chopin. No Chopin. It was a lot of songs, Deep Purple so. and Sabbath and, and like that. And then eventually <laughs> Iron Maiden and Motley Crue and whatever, right, right, you know, right, right. all that stuff. Um, yeah. And my, and my stepbrother, Steve-O, uh, was like, uh, he was a punk rocker, you know what I mean? So he brought that influence into things you know what i mean and like steve was like he was cool you know what i mean he had like crazy hair and wacky shoes and stuff and you're kind of like whoa what's that all about you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah yeah um yeah so the, but uh but yeah you know that was that was our setup um it's oddly enough you know like it, it's weird we we all by the time i started playing guitar like you know um and really like playing in bands and stuff like it was more like like high school and we had all, me and my brothers had all kind of gone into, in, had our own very kind of separate tastes. Hmm. And, you know, we're all musicians, so we're all very opinionated that, like, your taste sucks and mine is right. And, you know, all that, all that of sort of thing. So, <laughs> there was, surprisingly for a time, there was not a lot of, like, we we weren't the type of family that sat around woodshedding together. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what right, I mean? Right, you know, right, like, mm-hmm. I, I wish we had a little more. Harmony guitar licks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um but uh, but yeah, I just picked up a lot just from just from being in the room with them. Yeah. Know? Well, one thing that I'm always fascinated by and curious about with other other people who are either musicians or just anyone who's kind of in like the creative, whatever you want to call that, non traditional. Anyone who has a job that in my hometown they wouldn't understand right. what you did. Right. Um, 
is like growing up whoever set sort of the the model of here's how you make a living spoken or or not right so my dad even though he was a musician he he had uh he dropped out of college to go on tour with his band met my mom but then boom they have three kids and he's got sure. to get a real job so he quit the band got a real job and that's what i saw day in and day out is him traveling putting the hours in working yeah. you know and for me at you know um, i just turned 40 and i was telling dave earlier like yesterday i like rode my bike with my tennis racket in it and played tennis and then came home and worked on a song and man, it's like my life hasn't really changed since like my freshman year of high school right, kind of right. you know and it's been this sort of like i've had to kind of deal with this sort of like underlying chronic sort of like i think i feel guilty that my my life doesn't look like how it was sort of modeled like hey here's how you put a good hard day's work in and again my dad never you know he is insanely supportive but it's just this was self-imposed so i'm always curious with people who are in music who don't have you know a regular nine to five kind of job like have you ever dealt with that in your mind yeah, I mean, like, I grew up watching my mom. You know, my parents got divorced when I was really young and uh, almost to the point that I don't... I have, like, just really kind of fuzzy memories of them even being together, you know what I mean? So, And I was raised by my mom, you know, um, primarily. And my mom worked full-time to raise three boys, you know? And and, uh, and and I so I grew up with that. You know, my mom was a probation officer and just did what she had to do, not because she, like, loved being a probation officer, but because it was, you know paid the rent and you know had health insurance yeah. and all that and she had to do what she had to do to raise her kids and 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 mm -hmm. that um certainly having her as a role model for that like yeah it left a huge impression in me when i when i it was a funny thing because i was such a like i was such an undisciplined student as a kid and ultimately dropped out of high school but when i but there was a point where and I had the odd like goofy job here and there, but nothing, nothing real serious. And uh, and when I turned 18, my mom, I was about to turn 18. And I remember my mom came home one day and she goes, all right, you're you're turning 18. Like, it's time to quit around. And so I wow. and, she, and she goes, I talked to Linda down at at work and I got you a job. So, you know, on Monday, go in and, and see her. And, and um and so so then I went to work at the probation department for like, you know, that was whenever that was may of 1989 and and the funny thing was when i went and and got a job all of a sudden i realized it was like a life lesson that i wish i had gotten you know a few huh. years before because i realized wait i you know I, I can get up every morning i can go do this and and i was a still a fucking you know i was a young guy and and you know going out late with my friend all that stuff you know and and but i could still get up and and go to work and through that you know i earned a couple of bucks and i bought a new amp and then i saved up some money to move to la and then i then I moved to la and and i was never one of those people that was like living off their girlfriend or whatever you know um that whole kind of rock and roll cliche like i always had a had a job mm -hmm. until i got to the point you know when i was when i joined new east for name where most of the time i didn't have to have a job because we yeah. tour yeah. and we make a couple of bucks and then I, we made a couple albums and i made a couple of gimme's albums and i remember there coming a point just kind of right before i joined foo fighters where i was like 
it wasn't like I was living high on the hog, but I was kind of pulling it, you know, like making a living mm -hmm. being a musician, you know, and it felt really good. Like it really yeah. felt like, you know, I, I worked every job you could have kind of in those years from, you know, during high school and after high school and up until, up until the, you know, the mid nineties or whatever. So, um, I, I think that informs a lot about my sort of mindset. It hmm. always has. I don't think I'll ever be at a point where I feel like, you know, I, where I, I don't feel like I'm ever going to escape that. Yeah. You know, that feeling of like, yeah. this could all go away. Yeah. I mean, it could yeah. all go away. You know what yeah. I mean? It could all go yeah. away. But, but that totally. feeling that it, it's going to get taken away and I'm going to have to go get my job back at the probation department. You know what I mean? It's just kind of, ling it lingers there all the time, you know? hundred yeah. percent. So, so all of that leads me here. Why are we uh -huh. standing on top of a giant landfill? What, like, why did you take me here? And why do I see so many discarded candles? Well, Dave, okay. I wanted you to see firsthand the problem facing the candle industry. Mm. L let me hit you with this stat. This okay. is actually sit down okay. on all those discarded candles. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah, it's going to be sharp. Okay. Almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year, and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next million years. Okay, I, I wouldn't say this to a lot of people, John. Yeah. You're not lying to me because you don't lie to me, John. I, I would never lie, especially uh, about candles. I, so, I told you that the first years? day we met. That is Gnarls Barkley crazy. Although I must admit, this landfill does smell pretty great <laughs> compared to what I anticipated. <laughs> the, you know, the candles do kind of pick that part up, but it's disturbing. John. Hey, Dave, yep. you're funny, but this is no time to I'm joke. So okay, the folks at Notes yep. knew that we all want our homes to smell great. I do. But figured there had to be a more responsible way. And guess what? They found the perfect solution. What did they come Let up with? Let me tell you. If you'll stop interrupting me, so I'll sorry. tell you. So Notes created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again. And guess what, Dave? Again. Again. Yes. Please don't interrupt me. So you don't become part of the problem. It's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, and all you do is place the wick in the reusable notes jar, fill it up with the wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then just do it all over again when you're ready to get a new one. Oh, so that means I can switch out of fragrances all the time. That's right. That sounds great. I'm checking out their website, and I think I already have my eye on the Centol and Atlas, Atlas Cedar. Cedar. Yeah, I knew that. Plumeria and Pink Current. Yep, mm. yep, yep. The one that you're enjoying right now, uh -huh. Smell that? Mm, it's vanilla and pepperwood. It's like my two favorite scents. No, and the names of your bunnies, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, just coincidence. There. <laughs> okay. Did you know that there are thirteen amazing fragrances what? in all? Dave, that's almost fourteen oh. fragrances, <laughs> handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina. And they are to die for. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up on high-quality home fragrance by making the switch to Notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notecandles.com slash podcast. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code DADVILLE. Just use code DADVILLE when placing your order. That's code DADVILLE at notecandles.com slash podcast. Dave and John. <laughs> oh, that was good. I really enjoyed it. Oh, that. man. Yeah. Dave, mm -hmm. can I ask you a question? Yes, please. 
Have you ever focused more on the problem than the solution? So life? many times, John. It can be tough to train my brain to stay in quote-unquote problem-solving mode mm -hmm. when faced with a challenge in life. Like, have you seen today's Wordle, for example? Oh, don't say anything, Dave. Okay. I have okay. three letters okay. figured out. Okay. And and how great is it when you find that oh, it's, own solution? Oh, it's the best. I feel such a rush, such a rush when all the letters turn green. Hard to That's explain. Right. Mm -hmm. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small, and that's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is a great option for anyone who's thinking about giving therapy a try. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. I can tell you, after a therapy session, I feel super, super, super more confident and a lot less stressful. It's like I feel better equipped to handle life. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Yep. Visit betterhelp.com slash dadville today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash dadville. It's always yeah, hanging in the back. Yeah. So, so I want to talk just for a second about the podcast. What, what, um, what made you want to start doing that? Because I love, I, it's, it's great. And we've had there's a bunch of our friends that have been on there with you. But what, what? Yeah, I was just listening to the Vince Gill episode. Oh right. man, he, you know, what was so great about the Vince Gill episode was, um, that was a few years ago. We were on tour. We were in Boston. I had this. I, I realized. Wait a minute, because I was putting out a lot of them right then. Um, and I realized I don't have any in the can for next week. Yep. And we were in Boston, and you I knew that, that I knew that um, that Rhett from uh, Old Ninety Sevens was coming to the show. So I called him. I said, "Hey, dude, can I interview you at the show? I like I need content." Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, no problem." And then I was like, "Okay, that's one." And then somebody somebody <laughs> mentioned <laughs> somebody mentioned that uh, that the Eagles were staying in the same hotel as we were. And one of our security guys had worked with Vince, and I so I said, "Hey, can you ask Vince if I could interview him?" And he's and then he he checked and, and he called me back. He said, "Yeah, Vince, Vince, you know, said you can, he's in room whatever." And I called him, and you got to remember, I never met Vince Gill, and I'm yeah, you know yeah. obviously a huge fan, and and you know, um, and I'm a little nervous. And I called him, and and uh, and I said, "Hey, man, is it, you know is that cool? If, can I interview?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm watching the golf right now. How about I come up to your room at like you know two? And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, totally. And then sure enough, you know, a couple hours later, Vince Gill turns up and, and sat down and, and, uh, and I mean, Amazing. he's just, what a, what a cool dude. He's you know, the there's no like, there's no like yeah, call my is. publicist and we're going to sing and you yeah, know, yeah, none of that. He's, right he's just like, he was so down to earth and such a mellow, nice guy. His whole thing, which he's kind of famous for in Nashville is he doesn't text. So like if you text him, he calls you. Oh, nice. And it's, it is, it is Pavlov. Like he, you, you can you know, and he, you, hey man, and he'll say, sorry, I don't text. Uh, hey, I was going to say, and then, he, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this, yeah. everybody knows if you text him, he's going to yeah. call you. So it's like nice. a trigger. Uh, but yeah. So, so is it, is there been any of those, like, have you had any kind of pinch me moments or what are some of your favorite oh, man, moments? Loads, on the pod? Of them. loads of them. There's so many. Um, I mean, God, where do you even begin? Um, you go back over the years and there's just so many yeah. of yeah, them, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, I would say Merle Haggard's a big one. That certainly Jeez. that was that might be the 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 one. But there's so yeah. many of you know Mike Ness, and, uh, yeah. Dwight, mm -hmm. Lucinda. Yep. You know, it's just a yep. lot of them. You Legend. know, John Doe. Legends. I've gotten to interview him a couple of times. Um, and yeah, you know, you mentioned that that record that I did a few years ago called All Hat and No Cattle, and that was actually mm -hmm. the the that was um, 
how the podcast started because I was putting that record out whenever that was 2013 and um one of the dudes from the label that was putting it out just said, Hey man, you should make like, you should make your own podcast. Cause then you could promote the record, you know? Oh yeah. And I thought, wow, that's a really good idea. Cause you know, it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard to, it's always hard to get press and, and, and all that. It's always kind of a struggle. So yeah. if you can invent your own little direct to fans way to, to communicate with people, I thought it was a good yeah. idea. And then it was sort of like, well, what would my podcast be? And then I just basically modeled it after Mark Marin because at the time that was the yeah. only podcast I even knew. That's you know right. What I mean? uh, yep. So I just yep. did. I'll just do that. I'll just interview people. And um, and after I did a few of them, uh, I mean, I was so nervous when I started. But after I did a few of them, I just realized how much fun it was to get to mm. sit there. And then all of a sudden you had a reason to reach out to all these people whose yeah. music you love, you know? And then, you know, as yeah. you go along, then you get to like interview all these people whose music you don't know at all. And then you get to yeah. do that thing. And, you know, mm -hmm. like, it, yeah, it was, it's mm -hmm. just been, it's been really cool. It's, it's been on, uh, on kind of a hiatus, uh, for a little while here, but, um, I've been getting some good pitch emails. So I don't know. I might have to jump back into it. Yeah. Some good, some good pitches coming across my, uh, my desk here. So pulling me back <laughs> in. Good, Isn't it so funny to be on the it's, other side of that, by the way, mm -hmm. it's like John and I are the same way, you know, we'll get, I'm like, Oh yeah, this, this is what our PR people do is like, yep. the, Hey, you know, I don't know if you know this, yeah. but yeah. Oh, a yeah. band loved by the world. I now speak fluent publicist. Oh man. Yeah. I'm telling you, it is well said. <laughs> It's a language. Yeah, it is a language. It is a language. So, so I, I, a little more, ask some things about the kids real quick. So the thing that I'm curious about with all of our friends that come on and, and, and are sort of, um, you know, had a lot of success, how, what is it like for you? And I mean, I know now your kids are a little older, especially having your son in college, but what are the things that you've found have been unique to your experience being a dad with the success you've had in the band you're in with kids? Like, are there moments that you're kind of like, I didn't see this coming? Or I would imagine one of the coolest things has to be, and maybe it's annoying and you're like, oh, it's the worst, but like your kids bring over a kid who is a fan and is like, oh my God. And, the, and your kids, he's like, yes, yeah, my dad, whatever. You'd be surprised <laughs> that has actually never happened. I mean, I honestly, I don't think there's been a single time that that, is that has exactly happened. That's just because they're kind of cool. <laughs> the the best cool. thing would be that you have to do the opposite. Like, I'm going to start laughing. Talking about it, but, like, they come, they come in and you're like, no, man, this band, like, I mean, I, you're like, look, and you're like playing them stuff. Like, I don't know. And you're like, you uh, know that? Dude, I'll, I'll <laughs> see what I would imagine always happens is like your, your kid's friend's going to come over and you're like, oh, his dad's bringing him over. I wonder why. He can drive. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 I'll take you. I'll take you. Let me no, I'll tell you, you it's, it's funny. I remember when, when my kids were a lot younger and we played like, we played on the Grammys or something like, you know, one of those awards shows and mm -hmm. we're on TV and, um, and I took my son to school the next morning to drop him off. And one of the kids in his class who will remain nameless cause he's a mm -hmm. good kid, but he liked to stir it up a little bit. And I remember okay. he goes, Hey, were you, were you bummed that they didn't show you on TV last night? And I was like, uh, I was on TV too. <laughs> I got lots of camera time. What are you talking about? Like, it's only like put me on the. All of a sudden, yeah. you're, you're a freshman I know, in high you know school. What I mean, again. I was like, it, like he like got right into the my ego core. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you're like, hey, which one of us played the Grammys yeah. last night? I want a Grammy, punk. You can come over and shine my Grammys anytime. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that is so funny. But kids it is so it is weird. a funny thing with 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 kids because they all in their own way. Um, 
go through that moment where they figure out, and it's kind of telling yeah. what you're saying, where they figured out my dad has a weird job. Yeah, that's right. It. But, right. you know, yeah. again, yeah. I also live in L.A., um, yeah, and yeah, my yeah. kids are friends with all these kids whose parents yeah. have much crazier jobs than I do. Right, you know? right, right. Famous actors and directors, all all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so um, it, it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a funny old little bubble. Jun Jun Johnny Jun Jun Johnny. Dave, these are working. Oh, I thought we keep going. No, no, I don't know. I felt like yours was a nice way to okay. end that. John, as our listeners know, we yep. are huge, huge, huge fans of Athletic Greens. <laughs> did you take your AG today? That's what uh, we call you it. You bet I did. That's just the, the street. The street slang is AG. That's right. Yeah. Right after my ten mile jog this morning. Oh, yeah. Well, flex. Okay, we should race sometime. Not. <laughs> you know, maybe put it on pay per view. If we did for charity, or I don't know, we could just do a foot race and the, you know, like put it up, see if we raise some money from yeah, it. Yeah, no, I get. Re- I'm not sure anyone would actually want to watch that. <laughs> but if I had some Athletic Greens Toast. before the race, listen, I've been on it for three months and I love it. It doesn't yeah. taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste. Mm-hmm. So good. It actually look forward to every morning. Makes me think of Jimmy Buffett songs. I don't know. That's that's where my brain goes. Jimmy Buffett songs in your mouth. Yeah, Margarita. Well, listen, come. Monday, hey. I'll be ready for our 100 yeah, foot will. dash. Let me tell you a bit more about AG against sleep street term. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75, 75. high quality vitamins, mm-hmm. minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. You know, it's lifestyle friendly, Dave. I've said it a million times. Yeah. Whether you like keto or, or paleo yep. or vegan or yep. dairy free or gluten free, all that yep. stuff. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. No, get out of here with that. Leave right now. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Side note, John and the Micro Habits has to be the name of your next band. Just Mm. FYI. Done. Yeah. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into this flu and cold season, people. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Think of the places you can go. So many places. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dadville. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash dadville to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I was just saying, there's no, there's no... I mean, you, you said it well. Being in L.A., there's a little bit of like a pedigree for it. Like Nashville's got a little bit. Because, you know, there's enough generations where it's like. But but there's no real, especially for those of us who didn't do it before. And as John said, there's no setup for it. You kind of get into this career and you're like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. As a dad. Like, how do you navigate that well? And how do you sort of like set them up to realize what you do? But like, I, I laugh with John, like my kids will be in the car and some song will come on and they it's in, in especially a couple of years ago and it would make me laugh and also sort of break my heart and make me really sad all at the same time. But they, they would go like a song and be like, Hey dad, uh, who sings that? And be like, you know, Michael Jackson. And be like, is he more famous than you? And be like, he's, yeah, yeah. By, <laughs> by a pretty significant amount. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's done. And then the next song, cue the next song, like back yeah. in black. Who's that? Is that? Are they more famous? Than you? Yep, that's yep. another one that's uh, indeed. Yep, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. done well for themselves, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's. So I'm I'm curious about. Um, you say your son just left yeah. for college. This is something I think about yeah, all yeah. the time. 
and I've got a ways to go, but what, what has that been like? Has it felt the way you thought it would feel? Oh man, I'm going to get weepy here talking about it. It's, um, honestly, it's, it's hard, man. It's really hard, you know, Mm. and it's a weird mix of feelings because I'm so, you know, of course my wife and I, our whole family so proud of him and Mm. he's out there doing it and chasing his dreams and worked his butt off to, to get into the school that he's going to and, and, um, and all that stuff. So you have all that, there's all that like parental pride and you're happy and you know, you love Mm -hmm. seeing your kids be independent and, and go out there and, and do their thing. And, and the thing that I learned is like, and they don't tell you this in like, nobody ever mentions this before you have kids, but like your kids, you get this really intense time when they're young and then, and then there's a point there sort of towards the end of elementary school where the outside world becomes a much bigger influence on them. Wow. You know, their friends and, and everything that they're doing, you know, around like fifth or sixth grade or whatever. And, and then they, and then that kind of goes on for a while. And then eventually your kid turns 16, gets a driver's license, and then they go from being your son to being like your roommate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and they become, mm-hmm. and that's a whole nother level of independence and they're, you know, they're, and their social lives are strong and they're doing their thing and it's great, but you just don't, you know, it's a, that's a long way from AYSO every weekend, mm-hmm. play dates, birthday parties, yeah, after man. school sports and, and, you know, all that, that stuff that, you know, you, you spend, you, your lives just become so like, uh, you know, it's like that becomes your total priority is all yeah. that stuff with your kids, yeah. and um, and then and then as they grow up, they, there's just less and less in that, you know, less mm. and less and less, and mm-hmm. then you know the day comes that they graduate high school and go off to college, man, and it's like you know the the minute I remember like the minute he graduated high school at the end of last school year. Uh, there was the graduation and then, but my, but my other two were still going to school. So I dropped the two of them off the next day. And that's when it really hit. Me. Oh man. Like this sort of like this one chapter is closed and, hmm. and now we're, we're into this other thing. And I was like, just that thought of like, well, I'm never going to drop Liam off here again. Yeah. I've been dropping him off at the same school for all these, you know, like mm-hmm. that feeling. And, and, uh, and then we had summer and then, and then, you know, he, he, uh, went off to school and it's like, I don't know, man. It was a rough first few days, and I miss him like crazy. But I'm, but I'm happy for him. Did you? Did y'all do the thing yeah. where y'all went with him, or did he leave the house and go? My wife went with him. I, I wasn't able to go because we were working. But, um, but yeah, my wife went out there with him, and and um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know that I'm gonna be able to do that. I mean, I, that's gonna kill me, man. I think about it all the time. Yeah, it's. I mean, I really it really. It's so cliche, but like, God, man, you just. It's just not enough time, and like you, it really flies by. And then, as you're starting to realize that it's flying by, you're just like desperately grabbing, yeah, yeah, you know, for more, yeah, for more time. And then, you know, and that's when they're they're most independent. So yeah, it's man, it's parenting. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good it's, thing uh, to hear, especially savvy. with kids. Are John and my minor eight, six, and four? Or hello, <laughs> that was. I wish they were still young. They're ten, eight, and six, and. Even now, you know, you, you get this one of the great things about this podcast. You have people that say that and they remind me like, you know, I'm right on the cusp of when that, you know, the wings start to spread and they start to and because our weekends are exactly what you said, literally like last week and we were at soccer games all weekend, all weekend. And at the time I'm like, this is too much. I turned to my wife and was like, look, I love this. It's my favorite sport in the world. And I love there's nothing I love more than watching my kids play. But this is too many. Four games in a weekend is too much. And I could hear like, too much. 
whom like echoing you know like fast forward 10 years to where i'm like sitting yeah. as the only dad without a kid at the soccer field <laughs> like, no i'm just here to take it in they're like uh let's yeah. call the cops we have a dad here who does yeah, i know it's watching young kids play dude i i get it man there was a point there where like you know we had three boys so we had three different three boys and three different age divisions yes every saturday you know oh. through all those ay associates so we'd be you know three different Divisions, three different parks, and then, you know, like, that, like, Saturday hustle was so gnarly, you know? God. When you're in it, you're 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 just, like, stressed the whole time, and you find yourself getting pissed. Why do I have to bring the Gatorade, you know, all that, you know? <laughs> I got to go at 7 a.m. to set the field up, you know, all that stuff. But, man, I, I give my fucking left arm Isn't to go amazing? do that like, now. Right now that, that's what right. I mean. I was just sitting there at the field. I mean, it was hot. The sun is beaming. I was just like, oh, my and I thought, I promise, in ten years you're gonna wish you could be baking in the sun, watching your kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's you, so the true. other thing too that is, I don't know how you know if you've done it. The the amount the technology changes in chairs, sideline chairs, <laughs> yeah. boggles the mind what they have now. Like they have chairs that have their own umbrellas built in. There's some that come oh, with yeah. a little ecosystem. They kind of yeah. rock. Oh my god, it's incredible. Well, yeah. You never have the best chair. Yeah. That's like a that's like a metaphor yeah, for life. It's it's really interesting to watch the all chair. the kids all the kids stuff change over the years. Yeah, I bet. we're so far removed from it because you know it's all been a long time yep. since we had like strollers yep. and car seats yep. and stuff. But then you see people walk by with some new contraption, you're like, whoa, they oh, didn't dude. have that one up when my kids were babies. Exactly. Yeah, it's so crazy how quickly you say that phrase. Like man, when my kids were yeah. babies, like my kids, like oh, four. I know, I know. Yeah, well, they, the, the one that still blows my mind that that we gifted some friends I didn't even know about, and Annie was like, literally, she's like, "You got to come see this thing." Is the thing that is the um, like it fits in the car like a baby seat, and then you pull it out and, and it it's sprouts the stroller. legs. Oh yeah, it's a stroller. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, we had a couple yep. of those. Like I tell you what, the the other the flip side of this whole conversation is there was a you know. Through all those years, you're collecting like we need the pack and play, and yeah, we yeah. need the travel right. Right. Uh, crib and all that stuff, and all the strollers. Oh, we need the double stroller, and we yeah, need yeah. This, you know all that stuff. And we just had we had all that. And at a certain point, we finally realized like, um, you know, like we didn't need any of it anymore. So it was like my <laughs> whole garage was baby strollers and pack and plays, and then yes. I just cleaned uh -huh. it yeah. all out one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> And it, 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 in real time, I had no, there was no like sentimentality oh, attached yeah, yeah, yeah. to it whatsoever. Yeah, just, just get like, it get, out. Get, yeah. get yeah. out of here. Out. I'm never going to yeah. have to fight to oh. put a baby seat into a rental oh, car the, the ever again. The first time you put that pack and play yeah. up is the worst. <laughs> yeah. that, that was the like, worst I moment as a human being. I, I mean, want to click. And then my wife comes in and uses one arm while she's holding the baby seat. Like, yeah, click, just click, like click, yeah, click. Exactly. yeah, and I'm like, yes, it's them. Um, Hey, I, I wanted to ask you, we're almost done here. We always we have two questions that we always end with, but I want to ask you one more question before we get there. Because you, when you were mentioning like setting up on Saturday morning for the soccer field and all that, and I'm imagining you were just on stage in, you know, San Fran or whatever the night before. What, how's the transition? Was that a tricky, I feel like that's always kind of tricky coming from the road, transitioning back into home life. What's that been like for you? Yeah, guys? I mean, it's it's certainly. I mean, you know, it's funny, man. Like that, my my wife would always uh, get on me about because I would I had an annoying. I think I probably still do this, but I'm at least aware of it nowadays. But uh, what I would do is I'd come home from tour and I'd just leave my bag by the door mm. and not unpack it. You know, to have like my giant 
to yeah. me suitcase with all my weeks worth of yeah it. and then i just like go down and pull things out of it as i needed and after a couple of days my <laughs> wife would be like dude you're not on can road anymore unpack your yeah because i think to her it represented like i'm about to leave again yeah, 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 so yeah. you know what i mean yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. then to me i was yeah. just being lazy right right you know um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was that's probably the the thing that and like, you know, there's no maid here to pick up after you. Oh, Nobody's man. like coming in at when you leave to go to soundcheck to, you know, make the bed and, and wash the towels. Right. Like, yeah, that that yeah. is still, I think, the most profound thing maybe that I've ever read when I read you two at the end of the world, that book, which is about their pop mart and that the tour before. But one of the the, the, the author, Bill Flanagan, who's an old uh, Rolling Stone guy, said you know, because he, he toured with them for two years straight. So, like, he was out with them for this whole time. And he talks about how um, Bono's wife, I don't know if they do this anymore, but, like, when he'd come home from tour, he would stay in a hotel in, in, uh, in, in you know, close to their home. And she was like, you got, an, you got a week just to land the plane. Like, sleep, sleep, sleep. Kind of get out of, like, rock star mode because the minute you walk in these gates... Like you are dad and you're running errands and you're dropping kids off and you're going to, you know, and so he would literally just kind of like sleep a bunch, get on a normal sleep schedule. And then he would kind of reapproach the home, kind of like, you know, shaved and ready to go. You know, you know, it's, it's interesting because over the years, what I found is that my dad's schedule, it's, it's, it's more been the other way around for me. My dad's schedule, um, more sort of took over my touring Wow. Than the other mm -hmm. way around, you know. Um, of course, the, you know, it's hard to not be affected by when you're out on the road. Um, you know, we have this huge support staff that are amazing. Right, right. That, Like if right. you need some Afrin or something at right, 2 a.m., right. there's somebody to help you get it, you know, right. and all that stuff that like mm -hmm. that, that. Of course, that impacts your behavior you right, know right when you're right. sort of immersed in it long enough you know i'm not going to pretend it doesn't but um i used to be one of those people like you know like typical like musician sleep till noon or one or whatever mm -hmm. all that sort of thing but i found more and more <laughs> as i like i can't physically sleep past when the sun comes up just from years of of my kids coming in and waking Isn't it me up amazing? You know? so I know and, it. and so when i'm on the road i still kind of rock that vibe no matter how late the That's night amazing. goes i i still for most oftentimes i'll just force myself to get out of bed because yeah. i just that yeah. feeling of like yeah. sunlight i'm like doing yeah. something wrong if i'm in here yeah. like yeah. asleep at yeah. two you know i don't know like that's that's been probably yeah. the bigger impact you can always tell the dads me. on tours like that is one of my favorite things i get so much sort of twist twisted joy from when you're out and especially like i'll go out at times and write with friends who are in big bands they're doing the thing and so I'm yeah. out for the weekend on like a like a legit tour, like what you're used to, and it is like you know 7:45. You'll you'll go into the catering, and there's you just know like there's a bunch of dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, been yeah. up for three and a half. Hours. and they're so excited to see you. Yeah. Like, hey man, what's up? You know, everybody's got a lot of yeah. energy because they're used to, totally. You know? yeah. But it is that culture is hysterical, <laughs> and then you always know like the guys who don't because they roll in at 11, 15 a.m. You know, like, I think I'm going to get a workout in. You're like, oh, man, I've been, I've worked out three times. <laughs> you've been. Uh, yeah. So we have, we have a couple questions that end that we ask everybody. Uh, I'll ask you the uh, first one. So what is the one thing that you want your kids to know? Ooh, the one thing I want my kids to know. Um, I mean, I, I hope 
if I can, if my life can be, uh, uh, you know, if they can take one thing from it, it's to like really like, oh, what's the way of saying it? It's, it's like, it's, it's hard not to sound corny, but to like, to go for it, mm. you know? To don't like, don't be afraid of having big dreams, mm. you know? Like that. my like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and, or even not not so much when I was a kid, but when I was like a teenager, young adult. Mm. I mean, I was like uh, like my friends and people that were close to me say things like, "Dude, you're gonna you're gonna fucking work minimum wage the rest of your mm. life." You're up, like mm. you got a tattoo, stupid. <laughs> like you know you what I mean? Like you dropped out of high school, man. Like and I and like you know, I'm not suggesting yeah. that I want my kids to make every dumb mistake I ever made but like you know don't be afraid to, to mm. have a crazy dream and, and chase that. it down that's you know? great mm-hmm. you know it is interesting side note I thought about this beforehand where I was like I was talking to my wife inside and I'm like I mean he's like this this guy is is like the point zero 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 one percent right of like getting your dream of like you you are a rock star lead guitarist in like one of the biggest bands in the world. <laughs> it's um it's interesting because it's like on one hand like what a what a north star to shoot for for all those kids in their bedrooms like shredding on guitar like go for it. But at the other other end it's like yeah but it, you know how many does it work out for you know it's a small window. Um, yeah, yeah, it's that's that's the gamble. I mean, I always tell people, man, you got to just do it because you can't not do it. Mm, that's a great word. Exactly, that's a great yeah, word. Yeah. All right. Well, last question: uh, What do you want your kids to say at your funeral? Oh, that's funny because we laugh about this all the time. It's, I drive my kids nuts. Like I'm always like, when you look back at your childhood, like, do you think I was a pretty good dad? Oh man. You know what I mean? Like, oh man. Was I all right? I mean, I know I kind of lost my temper a few times. I'm sorry, but like, are we cool? And they're like, God, Dad, you're so awkward. Like, but isn't that sort of a that's true for every dad? It's oh, it's level. my constant neuroses. It's you know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, because sure. you know, you have those moments where like you lose your temper. Your kids are like, Oh my God, I scarred him for life. That's it. They're I done. Just yeah, scarred yeah. him they're for done. life. Just ruined everybody's life. Hundred percent. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. What do I want them to say at my funeral? That that that. My dad never let us forget how much he loved us. Mm. That's what I would like them to say. I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that. That's great. That's great. Well, dude, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so, so, so much. Oh, yeah. Great, just, it's been a lot of fun, We're man. such yeah. big fans. Oh, right it's an honor to get to hang with you. Thanks we, for your time. We got to hang next time I'm in Nashville. Come on. Come sure. on. Come yeah. on. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Dad.